we aren't trying to make something bubbly or super teeny bop or whatever. We're trying to make something melancholy and very raw and vulnerable and dark. And, and that was a hard thing to convince a lot of people of. That was Lily Reinhardt, the executive producer and star of the new film Chemical Hearts, describing one of the biggest challenges in making the film. She's one of our guests on today's Movie Maker interviews, along with the film's writer-director, Richard Tanney. As we discuss about halfway through the interview you're about to hear, this is a teenage love story for introverts. It's about people who feel very deeply, but don't always have the easiest time expressing themselves. In the film, based on the novel by Crystal Sutherland, a high school senior named Henry, played by Austin Abrams, is assigned to edit the school newspaper with a new student named Grace, played by Reinhardt, who walks with a cane, dresses in typically male clothes, and doesn't like to talk about her past. One day, he walks her to her house, and then she drives him to his, and her secrets come out. You know Reinhardt from the very successful Riverdale and Hustlers, and Abrams from Euphoria, The Walking Dead, and the very good Mike White film, Brad Status. Tanny directed an absolutely lovely movie called Southside With You about Michelle and Barack Obama's first date. At the start of the Zoom interview, I noticed the poster for Southside With You behind him, but it had a different title. You'll hear what that title is in just a moment. I'm Tim Malloy. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Lily Reinhardt and Richard Tanny of the brand new film, Chemical Hearts, on Amazon Prime. I'm very excited to see the first date poster behind you. I guess that was like the British name or something. Yeah, yeah, it was the it was the French uh, title. Yeah, that's so cool. I love that movie. Thanks, man. Yeah. What's our French title? Um, yeah, me too. Tim, any ideas? <laughs> whatever, whatever the word chemical is, la chemo, la chemoquie. I don't know. Uh, Not. I don't think any of us have any idea. I was the French club president, and I don't even know the word for heart. It's probably something like confused hearts or like <laughs> conflicted. Movie won't end well. Yeah, it's maybe they'll maybe they do a takeoff on like a famous French title, like uh, instead of lovers on the bridge, it's lovers in the school hallway or something like that. Well, we're under a bridge at one point, kissing. Okay, let's just let's just leave it at that. It's a remake of Lovers on the Bridge. Okay. <laughs> Sounds nice. So what drew you both into making this movie? Who discovered the book first and who brought it to who? That would be Lily. Great question. I was <laughs> presented the book uh, from my agents or my agent and manager and they were like take a look at this they want this to be a film they want you to play grace let us know what you think and i read the book i thought it was incredibly charming and just lovely i i i really liked how it wasn't i mean i don't go out of my way to read young adult novels that's not what i what my forte but um i really enjoyed reading Crystal's book and and it just kind of left me with this beautiful impression of young love and how it usually doesn't have a happy ending and doesn't need to be sugar-coated in order for it to be a beautiful story and so 
my manager and agent did a lot of digging and found Rich and said, he's going to fly up to Vancouver to meet you if, if you're interested, because I was filming Riverdale at the time still. And so Rich came to where I was staying and we had breakfast or brunch, a nice little brunch where we a nice little brunch where I, I was the only one eating. Yeah, I had already eaten. I was like, I'm sorry, I woke up and I, I was hungry, so I had already eaten. But um, <laughs> we, we talked about what we would want this film to look like, the vibe we would want it to have, the mood, the tone, and inspiration. We had the same kind of inspo list of blue is the warmest color and... Uh, what else did we have on that list? Well, we, we we talked about we talked about liking the uh, the melancholy tone of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, mm-hmm. and we talked a lot about. I showed you some uh, some stills from Vertigo and just the way that uh, Hitchcock was using uh, wardrobe and uh, colors of wardrobe and and costume and, and uh, uh, splashes of color in, in scenic design to sort of tell the story of the push and pull of their relationship and how we wanted to do something like that. Um, but we, yeah. but we, we, we really connected on the darkness uh, uh, that, uh, of, of the, uh, of the book and, and how, you know, that's the reason to do this, you know, is to, is to not shy away from it. Yeah. We didn't want to make just another teen. I hate the word teen when describing a movie, because to me, I've been talking about chemical hearts as if you could put these two characters anywhere it doesn't have to be in school it doesn't have to be at the age that they're at you know these two people could be going through this exact scenario at whatever age and whatever place and time however um so i appreciated that the story was a little bit more universal and the the high school was more of a background note than 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 a character which a lot of you know young teen movies the high school is such a you know a in your face kind of aspect and and we didn't we didn't want that i was the editor of my high school newspaper and i have to say that the whole process of choosing stories for the high school newspaper felt very very accurate like right down to the bad ideas of like let's do an issue like we were all on lsd i think Mm -hmm. we actually had that idea (laughs) were you on your newspaper rich yeah i was the editor-in-chief uh uh, uh, co-editor-in-chief of my high school paper and uh um, I'm pretty sure we had a, uh, an acid, uh, issue suggestion at, at one point or another. Um, I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to get at the, uh, the, the, some of the mundane, funny, mundane, uh, classroom moments. I signed up for yearbook in middle school and I quit after a week because I didn't want to stay after school to work on it but so like I took took the picture like when they come and take the pictures of like the sports teams and all the clubs I was in the picture for the yearbook club but then I didn't actually work on it so a little loophole there just in the picture (laughs) Uh, so what was it that made you decide both of you decide this is the one this is I'm definitely going to spend spend a year on this Well, well, I mean, I mean, for me, it, it, it's very, it's very instinctive. Um, I read the book uh, and had zero expectations going into. I've never read a young adult novel unless you 
unless you count uh, Catcher in the Rye and a separate piece as, as young adult. Um, uh, I don't even know what, you know, I think YA is sort of a, a dubious uh, label anyway. It's like anything that's about young people nowadays kind of gets branded uh, YA, but, um, but I, 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 I like, you know, what I responded to in the book, I mean, it's, it's a great book. Um, but what I really honed in on was the, um, the, uh, the, the, the pain and the anguish that the two of them go through. Um, because I, I feel like my adolescence was shaped by, in, in, in part, in large part, was shaped by pain and tragedy um, and crossing that threshold from adolescence into adulthood um, by understanding coming, you know, coming to terms with uh, mortality um, for the first time. And I thought that that would be a really interesting way into a, a, a story about, about teenagers and, and something that I just connected to right away. So when we met, you know, we just were so in, in, in lockstep and simpatico about the kind of movie that we wanted to make that I, I remember going back to the hotel uh, that night and, and starting to, to write the script. We didn't even have the rights that, at that point in time. And as a matter of fact, uh, while I was writing, Lily was texting me different, you know, song ideas, inspirational kinds of things and bits about grace that she was excited to play. So it was, it was very motivating to, uh, to sit down. And even though we didn't have the rights, it, it felt real. It felt like, you know, we're both passionate, uh, uh, passionate enough about this that, um, you know, we might have a real shot at, at mounting it and getting it set up. Um, it was a similar dynamic as the, as I had with, my first movie, Southside with You, or as they call it in, in France, First Date. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, and I'm only saying that because Tim commented on the poster right. earlier. Um, we can cut that part out. Uh, but, um, but it was a similar dynamic because uh, I teamed up with the star of the movie, the lead actress, before even writing the script, before even finishing the script. And we produced it together. Lily, besides being the executive director and the star of this movie, you're also a poet. You've written one book that I think is going to be published next month, if Wikipedia is right, and it's it's never wrong. Right. No, it, well, executive producer, not executive director. Oh, did I say director? I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Um, yeah, I do, I do have a poetry book coming out next month, uh, just like happened to be it was supposed to come out in May, but then COVID pushed it. So now I haven't been doing anything for the past five months, but in the past couple of weeks, I'm now promoting this movie and my book. So it's like when it rains, it pours. <laughs> Did you bring a writer's perspective to this? Um, not entirely. I really, Rich wrote the script and he wrote such a beautiful script. I only really kind of intervened when it came to working out the dialogue between Grace and, and, and Henry, basically. I kind of just 
um, gave my opinions where I where I thought I, I should when it comes to you know how a young how these young teenagers are talking to each other and and what I felt maybe it, rich in Austin and I it was a very collaborative experience which I so loved about making the film and we spent I don't know a week in pre-production or something where we would get together every day and go over the script and go over specific scenes and kind of break the script up in in little chunks and go through these scenes and and uh make sure everything felt organic and like an actual conversation we just we wanted the movie to be as grounded as possible and as real as possible because I think Rich and I are coming from a place where we didn't want to see another movie where it was just this kind of in your face, punchy, melodramatic, I don't know, just kind of, we didn't, we didn't want to make that kind of a teen film. So we really just wanted to keep it grounded and, and, and making sure the dialogue was, was on par with that. So that's kind of where my, I guess, I'm not calling myself a writer. That's where, that's where that instinct of mine came in. Well, I, I, I don't think you're, you're really giving yourself enough credit there because um, I, I remember telling, you know, commenting a few times that during the shoot that, you know, you really should think about writing your own script because, and Austin too, um, because they, they have very, both of them have very strong instincts as, as storytellers. Um, and I, and, and in, in Lily's case, I mean, Austin's incapable of a, of a false moment in acting would you agree with that he's just he's just kind of real all the time you are Mm -hmm. too but what i think you have uh in you know uh in excess is 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 a a a great bullshit detector and so if something sounds remotely off coming out of her mouth uh she will uh not, 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 not refuse to say the line, but I gave them a lot of latitude. I gave all the actors a lot of latitude because they're a lot closer to their high school years than I am at this point. Um, but, uh, but it became a discussion. It became a discussion about how do we, how do we make this better? And to Lily's credit, she's one of the rare actors who has enough story sense that oftentimes what she was lobbying for was to remove lines of dialogue from her character uh this is not something that actors are typically doing they don't want less lines um but i think your story instinct was saying grace needs to be more mysterious so the way we do that is she says less Um, and i was i was really you know really impressed with that well, thank you. I think we, you and I bonded over, and one of the big things that we talked about when we first met was I remember talking about the need for silence and how much lives in silent moments. And this is me coming off of a TV show where there's absolutely no silence because that's just the kind of show that it is. It's, it's incredibly, there's something happening every second and it's very punchy, very out there. And so I wanted to make kind of, something that was the complete opposite in a way creatively i wanted to do something that took advantage of silent moments which is not necessarily something that's prioritized in in films with young adults because you know they're like oh we got to keep their attention we got to have everything everything popping out you know um so for us that wasn't the goal we wanted to just tell a real story and and i think so many important 
beautiful moments in film happen when nothing's being said. And I wanted to bring that, and Rich wanted to bring that to the, to this as well. Absolutely. Yeah, this felt like kind of an introverts movie and my wife and I watched it together and sort of appreciated that because like in their initial car ride and their initial walk together, um, the two main characters, he kind of doesn't know whether he's passed the test or not by just listening and being cool and being nice. He doesn't really find out until the next day that she likes him too. That's right. Which I just thought was really well done. And I, I love that you said it's an introverts movie because, uh, that that I mean I, I'm 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 an introvert, but I can I can be extroverted when, or I should say I I could I I can be um, uh, uh, gregarious when I have to be when I'm on a set you know or when I'm doing an interview, but I think Lily's kind of an introvert too, and uh, and 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 Austin is completely an introvert. So you have three yeah. introverts who are kind of you know at the head of this pyramid. Um, at the tip of the pyramid. And, and I know I, I, in writing it and when we were putting it together in the editing room, I really wanted to stay true to Henry's uh, 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 quietness and the movie's quietude and, 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 uh, and, and actually just the, the overall internal, internalized feeling. I mean, Grace's whole journey is, is off camera. We, I mean, we get, of course, some of it spills over when, she's interacting with, with Henry or when he's, you know, seeing her, uh, 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 following her. Um, but, uh, but for the most part, the characters are going through these very internal uh, 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 journeys and that can shut people out a bit. And I think it goes back to what Lily was saying uh, of there is this push sometimes uh, to uh, keep attention Keep keep people's attention um, on the screen and throw a lot of things at, at you, but I I really wanted to try and and stay away from that and um, and stay 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 true to the the personality underlying uh, the whole story. They're both of them, these introverts coming together. Yeah, I mean, Grace could have given her whole backstory at the beginning of the movie, and it and it's like there's no movie. There's this wonderful kind of process of trying to solve the mystery of what's going on with her like why does she dress in traditional men's clothes why does she have a cane and just to have all that come out the way it does it's just a really effective story it's really we really enjoyed it thank you thanks the the other thing it does that i've never seen in a movie before and maybe this is a testament to me not seeing enough movies but i don't remember anyone (laughs) just calling out the host of a of the movie maker (laughs) podcast come on well, just I don't remember anyone ever coming out and saying, look, when you're a teenager, your brain has all these crazy chemicals and it really is heightening everything around you. And we sort of all take it as a given, I guess. But to just make that one of the main conflicts in the movie, I thought was so cool and original. I think well, I, you know, that, that, that sort of goes to Crystal's, back to Crystal's book, um, you know, which, which is... Um, probably doesn't go as, uh, uh, as deep into the science, not that we're, you know, you know, not that we're pluming those depths or anything, but I think we got, we get a little bit more technical in the movie with, with, with the process and how it works, whether it's Law's uh, uh, explanation as she's researching and talking to Henry's sister or Henry's sister's uh, breakdown. But I, I, you know, that, that was, that was, uh, 
underlined in the book, the idea that we are driven by these chemical processes, even with love and, and breakups. But what I, once I kind of, one of the things that I added that wasn't in the book was this theme of teenage limbo. And, um, and as I started researching um, uh, the sort of hormonal uh, uh, ups and downs of being a teenager, I quickly discovered that that's an outdated concept, the, the idea of the raging hormones and that, and that it's actually what, what La is talking about. It's a process called myelination where the brain cells are actually um, teaching themselves. They're teaching themselves right from wrong. And they do that by making mistakes, by driving us to make certain mistakes and make you know, sometimes reckless decisions. And the last place to become fully formed, to go through this metamorphosis and, and go from adolescent immature brain to adult brain is the prefrontal cortex where you make your decisions. So I just thought it would be really interesting if there was a way to get some of that in there, albeit in, in a more layman's, you know, uh, terminology. Lily, any thoughts on that or? I mean, I, I've been very open about mental health and my own experiences with depression and anxiety. And I think this movie kind of fit very much in line with those ideas and it's kind of, it's 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 so to me very universal yeah the idea of teenage limbo is very specific you're talking about the brain changes that are going on when you're a teenager but even as an adult i think the idea and uh the concept of the fact that heartbreak is and love are both chemical reactions happening in your body and how i find it very comforting i i actually find it very comforting to know that to know that it's all a process. And after experiencing my own uh, spells of heartache, knowing that it is a process of healing and then eventually it does heal and you move on to, you know, that's very comforting for someone like me who is, has a very anxious mind and can get very depressed and, and somber to, to know that it's my body kind of going through the motions is very is is comforting and to also know that uh, throughout my my childhood especially in middle school I had a very hard time explaining and justifying why I felt depressed you know I was like I'm not being bullied I have friends I there's nothing outwardly wrong going on but I didn't know how to ex explain and no one was telling me that that's okay because it's happening on the inside and that it is a chemical imbalance in your brain that, you know, results in depression sometimes. And so I didn't have anyone telling me that and I didn't understand that concept, which made it me feel incredibly alone and isolated to not understand why I felt this way and it felt unjustified and I was sort of invalidating myself and I felt invalidated by people around me who were saying well you're fine nothing's going on nothing's happening to you so to kind of have that message reiterated in a movie that young people will watch I think is really wonderful and and I love that because I'm always someone who wants to talk about that and I think mental health should be talked about a lot more especially when you're in those formative years, you know, when you're 14 taking a sex ed class, you should be, I don't understand why we can talk about STDs, but we can't talk about, you know, mental health. I just think it's kind of, that's crazy to me. So that's a concept that I very much 
appreciate being brought to light and talked about. Yeah, I'm really glad you said that um, because there is this tendency for people to say what's wrong and you can't necessarily explain what's wrong, especially when you're a teenager and don't necessarily know what right is supposed to be in the big picture. Mm-hmm. Just, I can just remember, this kind of took me back to it. I can just remember years and years of just being generally down and not knowing why. And it did just lift mm-hmm. at some point, maybe because the chemicals in my brain changed or something. But I don't know. I think it's helpful for people to hear that and that there's other people who have that feeling. So thank yeah. you all for putting it in the movie <laughs> and yeah. talking about it. Of course. Um, one last thing. Can you talk about what the biggest problem you had making this movie was and how you overcame it? And if you didn't have a problem, okay. Well, you're looking at her. Lily was both the, <laughs> the, was, was both the, uh, the, the best thing about making the movie and the worst because we only had her for half the shoot, but she's, wow. but she's in almost every scene. <laughs> so, you know, you do the math and, uh, and, and it, and it, 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 reveals a very, very complicated scheduling and coordinating. Um, we would have loved, I would have loved, you know, another week of shooting with her. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, but to, uh, you know, Lily and Austin's credit, you know, they, they, they were prepared, we rehearsed, um, we shot a lot in uh, long single takes with very little coverage. And so that enabled uh, us to move quicker um, spend a little bit more time on lighting, but move a little bit quicker through our day's work. Um, and which was also important because we shot on 35 millimeter film. So we're stopping to reload, uh, very, very frequently. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it, 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 it worked out, but that was, that was the biggest challenge. And luckily it was a, a logistical challenge and not, you know, some sort of creative challenge. Right. I did have to go back to, I was coming off of Hustlers and had to oh, go wow. back back to Riverdale. So this was like very much squeezed into a very small time frame, which was challenging, but I would have loved to have obviously been able to spend more time there, but we made it work somehow. What was, what, what was the biggest challenge for you though? I'm curious. Well, I think just in general, I think getting people to come on board with our concept of making a young adult film that wasn't sunshine and rainbows coming out of everyone's ass. Um, (laughs) So I think it was rich and I came across some challenges along the way, just speaking honestly here where we had to convince people and, and, and try and tell people like, Hey, this is the movie that we're trying to make. We aren't trying to make something bubbly or super teeny bop or whatever we're trying to make something melancholy and very raw and vulnerable and dark and and that was a hard thing to convince a lot of people of because they didn't have a lot of faith that maybe teenagers would actually want to watch something like that but i think there'll be you know people who had doubts will hopefully be proved wrong that teenagers are much more capable of watching films that are darker and have things to say rather than something that's made for people who can't pay attention to things and need need constant stimulation and film or, or you know it's like i think just let's let's 
you have a little bit more faith in a young audience to to pay attention and people want to be told stories that that affect them in, in a deeper way than just you know you watch a movie and you're like oh that was nice and cute and then you move on with your life i ho- would hope that whoever watches this it sticks with them for ho- for even just like 30 minutes after they're done watching it i want the film to have an effect on them in that way where it just makes them think rather than just go okay cool that was nice and then you turn it off and move on 